what shall we look at today? Jan. Scott, and then with, and then there's somebody after Scott. Pardon? This is Jan. It was Scott and then Jan. Hi, Anna. Um, well, I was just looking at something in real time, um, which is the content is around um, being ill. I've had some strange chronic illness for the last year, and it's been particularly up this last week and kind of in the lungs. And one of the things that happens is this, um, when I'm not doing as well, there becomes like a hypervigilance like a scanning of the symptoms and kind of if they're better or not. Mm -hmm. So noticing in real time a hypervigilant scanning of symptoms. Um, and so that when we were looking at the year long around attention and awareness, you know, essentially the awareness collapses um, and I lose context on what's going on in the body. So meaning there isn't a larger view, there isn't really something to care for the person, it, the, the awareness collapses on a, on a story of fear, basically. Mm -hmm. So in the context of the year-long re retreat assignment on awareness, looking at how awareness gets collapsed. <clears throat> and then so that, that when it collapses, then I'm identified with that fear and it's, familiar. It's a familiar karma of um, basically an agreeing that I'm not okay and that kind of even before I realize it, I'm in a, um, it's just, it's kind of like a denial, like, um, you know, then I'll hear like, well, I mean, this has gone on for a long time. We know the pattern, you know, we just need to rest. Um, it's okay, just do one thing, at a, and it's, all of that's actually true, but there's something about it that's denying the, um, that there's fear going on, like that's actually not acknowledged. It's just kind of like, let's move on and we're okay, um, but it's, there's something about it that's not very reassuring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a denying that there's a fear going on, it's like a, it, it's okay, we'll just keep going and that that doesn't feel reassuring <clears throat> and so then I'll kind of wake up at some point and realize I'm also not communicating with people I know about what's going on because of the story of like well I mean it's just the same stuff and you know that kind of thing and it's a very like old coping you know just not talking about what's going on um even in the recording <laughs> it's like talking about other things rather than this thing kind of in my face so I'm just essentially right now I'm attempting to practice <clears throat> getting it out loud and asking for that help and, and communicating to the person. You actually don't, we'd actually don't have to shut down. You don't have to hide your symptoms. You don't have to act like you're fine. It's just okay to be how you are right now, however you are. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there's the reassurance, huh? It's fine to be how you are, however you are. And you don't need to be shut down. You can communicate. You can participate in group as you're doing now. And you can reach out for that assistance that you need. Yeah. And I, it was interesting. I, I was watching the process in meditation. And I watched 
the awareness that I could communicate. And then I watched just the attention going to uh, looking to communicating in group, and I could feel I could feel the awareness expand again, um, and the clarity that I I would I would participate if there was an opportunity. Whereas before it was like, um, well, just just listen and rest. <laughs> mm. Like basically, uh, I can get a lot of mileage out of you know, this is ego. I can get a lot of mileage out of this content, and I want you to stay in relationship with me. So just listen and rest. Again, it could sound like it's helpful, but if I pay attention to the body and how the body responds to that, there's a tension. You know, it's kind of like if you were talking to somebody who is abusing someone or someone who is trying to sell you something, and it kind of sounds good or sounds okay, and they're smiling at you, but there's something off about it. Um, and just having a chance to be in meditation, and I was recording, I'm listening this morning too, but paying attention to the body, the body knows. Like, that's not, that's not our friend over there. And that's that expanded awareness, huh? Yeah. So there's awareness of the word that this message is coming in as, you know, just listen and rest. And there's a paying attention to how that feels, how that feels in the body, that there's a tension. The body knows that something's off here. The words are kind of, they sound good. This person's trying to sell you something and they're smiling, but there's an intuitive sensing that that isn't it. This is off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the other piece, too, is often <clears throat> there's the one thing I've had to let go of over and over again is if I just do these certain things, then maybe the health won't go get completely better, but it'll be manageable. And I know that story, but it's kind of got in there again where it's like, well, I'm going to rest. You know, here I'm resting, I'm resting, and then I wake up, and it's like, well, it's, it didn't get better. Oh, no, the thing that's supposed to work. And, it, and I think the gift in all of that is that whatever's in my body doesn't operate on a, an agreement. If you just do these things, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So it requires me just to be present to whatever's going on. And I think what we're practicing in awareness practice, which is with, to be with ourselves no matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yes. In awareness practice, practicing to be with ourselves no matter what's going on. And it sounds like a calibration to those two places those two processes so the the presence of being with whatever's going on and then sounds like that ego control process of the things i'm doing that are supposed to help aren't helping that you know i do x and y should happen that, right. that outcome focus and instead as you said to practice being with no matter what's going on yeah and it's just lovely to have the support to do that because if if when you get in that survival mode it feels like, you, you know, the identification is, I have to do this. <clears throat> and then you get within a group of people practicing and you can see the lie of that and, and where we really want to live and actually where we really do live. <laughs> that's just an illusion when we're listening to that uh, thing that's trying to manipulate us. And again, back to that expanded awareness. And then it's like, oh, right. Now I remember who I am and what we all are. And I'm here again. And I guess that's all we're doing, really, making that movement. Yeah, making that movement, that felt sense of, all right, 
this is what we are. Yes, that expanded awareness. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Jan. Hi, Anna. Wow. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's wonderful to be together <laughs> um, for all that was mentioned, yeah, and, and to be able to process. Um, I've, in practicing with our new weekly assignment the, with awareness, I've, I've seen some things that are – well, I was, I've seen a lot, and I was really moved in the write-up about – what caught my attention was the activation of the power of consciousness, or however it's stated, but activation was the word that, that caught my attention. And so as I look at that and practice with it, what does that mean to activate that, uh, the energy, the consciousness, awareness? And I've had a couple incidents that... Uh, I'm talking a lot. So, anyway, a couple of incidents that I, were really helpful. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, well, first of all, noticing that that word activation in the year-long focus write-up really sparked something for you. It really resonated for you. And sounds like sparked a, an exploration of what is this activation of consciousness? And then sounds like getting to explore that in these concrete workshops. Yeah, it's as if that is an invitation, it felt like an invitation that there's, well, and I've, I've seen this before, but just that it's, there's much more there than the, than appears. <laughs> there's much more. I mean, that it's almost, that it's limitless. And to activate the consciousness is to allow for seeing every, to see it all. Anyway, the, so the, the one incident I had, where I was, I had gone on a walk, um, and all of a sudden there was this shooting pain up my leg from my toe to my knee. Never been there before, nothing like it. And I stopped, and I realized, you know, I may not be able to walk. Uh, it was that significant. And so I just was with it. It was as if, I think in practicing um, the awareness, it was just be with that, just stand, wait and see. And I experimented and, so I actually ended up doing sort of a walking meditation. As a result, uh, it subsided, but it was—it felt like a gift. It was like a sh- a shot of look at this right now. I mean, just be here right now, completely. Mm-hmm. And so that felt like an expanded awareness. And then another incident <laughs> that happened where I'm I'm washing lettuce to make a salad. It's the dirtiest lettuce I've ever seen, but I can't see that till I open the lettuce up. And seeing this incredible upset happen, a takeover over dirty lettuce <laughs> that was just the opposite of the experience with the, the pain in the leg, where I got, when I got done cleaning the lettuce and being... Uh, overtaken by that identification of upset and this is shouldn't be over this tiny thing it felt like a gift afterwards to see the contrast mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like to see what the that invitation to you can have <laughs> there is this or this <laughs> which do you which do you choose you know 
Yes, that invitation being led through those direct experiences of this expanded awareness and this, that takeover, collapsed awareness. So with the shooting pain in the leg, that sense of being called to hear and experimenting with it, practicing walking meditation and seeing how it all was, and then opening up the lettuce and noticing that upset, that sense of being taken over and awareness collapsing. Yeah, it's it's just, I mean, afterwards, it's comical in the midst of it with the lettuce as the example. It's not comical at all. The takeover, mm-hmm. I mean, it's complete um, collapsed awareness, but it's almost, it's it feels like, those those examples are needed as the um, motivation to, as it says in the write-up, to do the the challenging, I don't know, difficult, however it's stated, work that's necessary to be here, to be in complete awareness. Um, as humans, it it takes it takes work, it takes willingness, and um, it felt like. The lettuce was my teacher in, in where I don't want to live, <laughs> or the experience with the lettuce, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like when we pay attention, everything enlightens. Huh? So that experience mm. with the lettuce, experiencing the lettuce as your teacher, that in the moment, it, it didn't feel comical. It felt comical afterwards, and in the moment, there was that serious upset, that complete sense of being taken over by that. And, and with that experience, feeling so motivated to, to, to do the work of practicing awareness. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. to, feel, to feel grateful for those huge, uh, small but huge <laughs> wake-ups and, uh, and to, have, to have a practice to turn to and know that the possibilities are limitless um, even when I forget, um, even when there is the takeover, even when it's collapsed awareness, that there is that to come back to. And yeah, huge gratitude. Yes, huge gratitude for those small but huge wake-ups. And it sounds like that sense of the, the process unfolding perfectly, right? to be taken th- through those experiences in the context of the year-long focus and get to see all of that. Yes. Yes, really good to see it. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Is Penny? This is Michael. Penny and Michael. Penny. Good morning. Um, I, uh, I was just resonating with it's so wonderful to have a practice to return to, a practice that gives us a sense of that there is a return. Um, I've been in the last couple of weeks just been... Uh, caught in an obsession, and it's not a new content. Uh, It's happened before, and uh, there's also been a lot of uh, discomfort around uh, this just this kind of internal agitation, Mm -hmm. and and it came, you know, the assignment about paying attention arises right, you know, in in the midst of that, thank God, and it's, and so, um, and so what I've done is, when the content arises, or the discomfort arises, is use that as the as the red flag to come back to 
being present. And um, I'm just struck by, you know, as I say, this kind of content is old, this kind of periodically getting obsessed with things and having my mind just churning is old. But there was a time when there would have been no sense of that there was anything to return to from that. And so I've just been um, grateful for um, the, the practice of, oh, there it is again. Okay, there's my reminder to come back to the present. Mm -hmm. Grateful for the sense that there's something to return to from that obsession, from that internal agitation, and that it sounds like you're using that internal agitation and obsession as the flag to remind you to return to here, to presence. Yeah, and you know, where, where ego would like to take it is, well, let's look at, you know, what is generating this? What is, what is behind this? I wonder why this is happening now. <laughs> and it sounds so helpful. And it's so not helpful. And because um, it's all an ego process, which means all it's about is taking me out of the present and creating discomfort, which, which it has done, which it does. And um, so I haven't much, even though this has just been going on like this background turmoil, I haven't, I haven't, for the most part, gotten involved in any of that. Let's figure this out. And that in itself is just a huge relief. You know, it just, it just takes a whole... It just it takes a whole direction off the map, and um, and just leaves me with okay, this there it is again, and and so therefore here I need to come back again, and there's nothing to figure out, because as long as it's an ego process, all that's going on is I'm being distracted from the present and I'm and I, I'm feeling uncomfortable. That's it. That's ego's whole agenda. So that's what it's about. Yeah, sounds like. Simplicity, the joyous and practical guide, right? As you described it, this whole direction has been t taken off the map. The direction of figuring it out. That thing that you recognize as the ego process of, oh, I wonder why this is happening now. Oh, no, ha, 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 ha. And that's, it, it just sounds like no in indulgence of that, of that figuring out process. And so what your experience is, is there's the background turmoil and then using that as the prompt to return to here. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I used to get a lot of satisfaction out of figuring things out. And, um, and that's another tool, you know, that ego has. But the figuring it out didn't really accomplish anything. And so, uh, and so, I'm, so there's two things. There's one, there's a practice we have of not figuring things out. There's also just the experience of figuring out is a kind of a compensatory satisfaction but it doesn't really lead anywhere and doesn't do anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. And so both that experience and then, and then having the practice, uh, which just basically affirms the experience that, there's, that that is a, not a worthwhile way to go, um, have been very, very much of, a, of assistance during this period of time. They haven't made the agitation go away. haven't made the, the discomfort go away. They've just made it, um, uh, they just turned it into uh, reminders to come back to this moment right now. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the principle that practice offers of not figuring out and then that being reinforced by your direct experience of how the figuring out doesn't accomplish anything. It can be that compensatory sense of satisfaction but it, it's not accomplishing anything. It's not bringing you here. And so uh, it's not that the background turmoil, that internal agitation has gone away, 
and yet all it is now is a reminder to return to here. Yeah, and just one final thought about that. I mean, uh, from listening to you um, reflect me, is that um, the, the, the only way to be free of ego is to step out of ego. What I, what I was hearing as you were reflecting that was that the whole figuring out process, although there was some sense of accomplishment and satisfaction and control in that, it was still within ego. It was all within the realm of ego. And so really the only, the only way to go is to step out of that entirely into another way. And that's the, that's the practice way. So it sounds like a, a kind of satisfaction quotation marks, right? You recognize that ego satisfaction, that ego control, that that figuring out is part of. It's all still within the world of ego. And all that is um, required is to step out of that and into yeah. what practice offers. Yeah, yeah practice it is. Present. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Hey, Anna. It's Hi. Anne. Happy Easter, everyone. Um, well, I had one of those uh, that previous caller was talking about that a small but huge awakening, and um, I, I had this experience right before I came to group that I'm still kind of um, reeling from. But I also really appreciated what was just discussed about how, you know, ego takes all that over and then it becomes in the realm of ego. So... You know how we have an insight and then ego wants to take it over. So, wow. I'm, I'm just sitting here appreciating everything everybody has said. So just I'm just uh, kind of overwhelmed by gratitude, which is a great place to be. Isn't it? Overwhelmed by gratitude, a great place to be. Just appreciating <laughs> listening and appreciating all the insights that are arising for you as you listen. Yeah, so I just want to share this because, I mean, literally it moved me to tears. It was like, you know, and it's one, I feel like it's one of those, the carpet is beige experiences, but I was, I was expressing gratitude to my housemate um, for um, the support she had offered me and this thing I did, and I said, I felt so supported. And she said, well, you're supported right now. And I heard myself say, yes, that's true. My heart is being beaten by the universe. And then I just went to this place of, I just had, all of a sudden, I just had this completely new experience of what it means to come back to the breath, because I am being breathed. And I, I don't know, Hannah, it was just like one of those wow moments of whenever I'm identified, I, I, you know, to know, that it's, it's all, you know, what came to me is that quote, you know, as the ocean waves, the universe peoples, it's like, you know, it. I don't know, it just made me, it just dropped me into this experiential realization that I'm not separate. I mean, you know, everything we always talk about, but, um, you know, it was one of those moments of small but huge, huge awakenings. <laughs> yes, it's all, all there in the laughter, huh? That moment of small but huge awakening, that sense of, wow, so in hearing from your housemate, you're supportive now. You went to an experience of how the, your heart is being beaten by the universe and gave you a whole different experience of returning to the breath, that you're being breathed. And just like the, the universe people, the ocean waves, you're being breathed, you're being lived. I mean, just, just you reflecting it makes me cry. It's like, 
it's that it's you know what it is it's it's like a completely new experience of faith because if i have any doubt that i'm being supported i'll, I'll i just have to go to the breath and i know mm-hmm. in that experience that i am supported mm-hmm. it brings you to a whole different experience of faith because if you're in any doubt that you're supported all you need to do is return to the breath and there's that experience of being breathed, being supported. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if I went up to you and said, Anna, I just realized the carpet in the monastery is beige. I don't even know if the carpet in the monastery is still beige. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's beige. And you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's just like, it's just like, wow, experience. <laughs> Yes, and it is a practice of direct experience, isn't it? There is that wow. There is that wow in experiencing what you're experiencing. Yeah, and then just one other thing. I had this lovely moment yesterday. I went on this long hike, and um, I encountered two wild bunnies. And I remembered one Easter at the monastery when there were wild bunnies, and um, it was—it just felt such like a, such a lovely gift. And and I just just instantly with those bunnies, I felt so connected to Sangha. So um, yeah, we're supported in each moment. It's just—it's wonderful to experience that. Yeah, the universe peoples and the universe bunnies, right? On Easter <laughs> Sunday, there you are in your hike. <laughs> seeing these bunnies and feeling so connected to Sangha. Yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you. Michael. Hi, Anna. Um, this is great, and uh, it's great to participate, and uh, it feels like I've called into, like, 1-800-Bodhisattva, <laughs> where uh-huh. everybody is my uh, Bodhisattva, and uh, it's just... Uh, extraordinary privilege to be in a world in a conversation that's focused on practice and um, how we're supported and I can relate to everything everything that's been said this morning I'm not in yes yes that's my experience yes that's my experience yes yes it is a huge privilege isn't it to be able to call in to a group like this and and be in this practice conversation and be in that experience of nodding yes and relating to everything. Yes, yes. And um, I, it's like, I don't know what to say other than that. There's just this uh, intense uh, gratitude and um, connection and uh, feeling like uh, I'm being held and supported and uh, led. And I was, uh, last weekend, I was reading the um, Precepts uh, book that Ashwini wrote recently that came out. And uh, I think the last line in that book is something like the, um, uh, and so we, uh, the moment of realization is simply the awareness that we have never been lost. Something like that. I'm sure I'm butchering it. Um, and I read that last weekend and it was in a quiet, beautiful place and I just burst into tears and, um, it's just, um, so miraculous, the whole thing is so miraculous. Yeah. So miraculous to have the heart touched so deeply. It sounds like you picked up the, I know why the Buddha laughs and read that last line and you're in a, 
a quiet place and, and burst into tears. Yes, and um, I don't know what else to say other than thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, yes, 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 and um, thank you, Anna. Yeah, yes, yes. It's the thank you, thank you, thank you, yes, yes, yes. And just in that place, as you said, of feeling supported, held, grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Bill? This is Phil, and then I heard somebody after Phil. Chris. Chris. Phil and then Chris. Yes, um, I too am so grateful to be with Sangha. Um, it's, being with Sangha is just a miracle in itself. Mm. And um, it just, it just um, you know, spawns all this gratitude and love and all that and it's just so wonderful yes a miracle to be with sangha it spawns gratitude and love it's wonderful yeah just of its own self and what um one of the things i i was uh, this conversation's reminding of an something i was looking at or are doing you know in the in the uh has to do with the week before no last week's not this assignment but the assignment from last week the attention one assignment and towards the end of that week i started doing the um you know making gasho at the door that mm-hmm. that one and um it's so interesting to watch i only have well two doors and a front door um and so there's not that many doors so I started the, uh, practicing it, and of course, most of the time I'd forget. I'm not, you know, I just the, just didn't do it, and um, so I keep doing it. I, you know, keep attending to do it, and um, sometimes I would get it, and sometimes I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I, I. Uh, Saw just it was very lightly, but you know the same conditioned ego conditioning come up with um, wow. Um, what did it say? It wasn't like it was hard, but this is this is something like you you you're not going to be able to do it or something. You can't remember, and it, it uses that can't remembering a lot. And, and then what came in from life was, well, just be consistent and persistent with a good attitude and keep doing it. Mm, just keep doing it. Just be consistent, persistent with a good attitude. And uh, it sounds like, you know, you're aware of that ego undermining about forgetting about you can't remember to do it and life's guidance wasn't in the form of that negation that undermining it was offering you how to do it a how well yes and I know I I can do it I mean there are so many commitments I have not I have but have you know have received the grace to continue with 
and so it's and they were ones that I had you know in the beginning they're they're seem more difficult yet they're not any more difficult they just haven't I haven't been doing it so that I have to get the practice of doing it so I mean I knew that that was um, bogus what you know the voice or whatever it was that the thought that I you know had heard so it, it, yes it didn't deter me and so what I'm seeing is as I continue to do it is that I'm remembering either I'm either remembering to do it or remembering that I forgot to do it you know by or make a show um, sooner so I can go back to <laughs> one door and do it again mm-hmm. this time doing it you know making the 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 making a show and and so now it's become it's become fun and what's interesting then i pulled the card you know for the universe uh thing and it was you know the one about having fun and so then the whole thing that i saw at this point is that this this is a, a commitment that's fun it seems like an insignificant commitment but i know it's not because no commitment is insignificant because we're not doing it for the actual um commitment but for the actual process of you know being present to to keep the commitment and so in a way i can see that it's a um, kind of a light-hearted thing to do and i saw the difference between that and how the ego you know um conditioning can get the conditioning can get me or has in the past it doesn't seem to be doing it so much right now but to get me in that place of well you know if it's like a meditation you know this is you're still you know this is it becomes a big deal you know what I mean some of these other commitments you know that are we know are a matter of life or death when basically all commitments are on the same plane I don't know if you're quite <laughs> saying it clear enough let me see if I'm tracking what I'm hearing Phil is you're onto these big process clues right about where attention is is it on the ego conversation and conditioned mind where commitments are commitments and they're serious and they're life and death but in a serious grim way and the experience of attention on with life where the process of commitments isn't about the content it isn't about the outcome it's about the practice of presence and in that there's an experience of lightheartedness and fun well, yes, and that's what this um, door commitment, you know, making making gusho as I go through one of the doors in this place, um, has has shown me. I think has has made clear, has made much clearer to me that. Um, that it that 
keeping commitments is, or practicing keeping a commitment is a process in itself. Mm-hmm. It could be hit or miss. It could be, you know, this or that. But whatever it is, it's the whole thing is the process of keeping the commitment and it's all good. Mm-hmm. So whatever Whether I it is, forget it or not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the process of keeping commitments is a process in itself and it's all good whether you keep the commitment or not and no matter what the content of the commitment is. It's a whole process to itself. Yeah, whether I should say whether I keep uh, forget the commitment, it's not like a matter of intentionally, you know, not doing it. That would be, I think, a little different. But if I'm intending to do the commitment, miss the commitment, that's still a part of the process of keeping the commitment and seeing all there's to see. That's that's basically it, and it's been such a uh, it's been so fun. That's. <laughs> Yes, as you say, so fun. And, you know, so what you realize is that it's not about um, an intention not to keep the commitment that can be and not remembering to keep the commitment. And then seeing that and keeping the commitment is all part of that process of keeping the commitment. And as you said, you, you walk through that door and then you remember sooner, oh, missed it, and then go right back and make a show in the doorway. Yes, because it's all... all um the practice of awareness and attention and attention on awareness and awareness on attention because, of course, when I walk right through, it's because I'm not, not present because the, the whole point of this is a practice of stopping and being present enough to do the, uh, you know, the commitment. So it shows, oh, my mind's so about to where I'm going, not, you know, to right here, or my mind is thinking about breakfast and not walking through this door. So it, it, it's just such a, a huge practice, um, which, is, which is why we're practicing, yeah. you know, yeah. for uh, being present uh, with attention on, a, on awareness, you know, so... Yes, yes. It's all a practice of being present and getting all of that great information about when we're not, right? So you walk through the doorway and you don't make gasho and you realize, oh, attention was on where I was going. Attention was on what am I going to have for breakfast. It wasn't here with walking through the door. Yeah, it wasn't on the the awareness of what I was intending to do, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so grateful and... um, yeah, just excited about practice and just want to say thank you. Yes, excited and grateful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Hi, Anna. Um, uh, so uh, I was out on a walk yesterday. And this particular walk is uh, one that if I'm not walking for an hour, I, I may not see anybody. Um, and it's in the woods, really pretty place. And part of it, part of the, this trail that I go on is on um, private property. 
uh, not much of it, but some of it. Um, and uh, so at some point I ran onto some folks, and, and the people that own it have been fine with folks walking on it. Um, and I ran onto some folks uh, out a little ways, and uh, they indicated that they were purchasing the piece of property and they were out looking at places to uh, put houses, kind of where they want to put the houses. <laughs> I, could, I could just feel the, the conditioned uh, reaction to it. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of sleeping conditioning was was activated in that moment. Yes, a lot of sleeping conditioning activated in that moment of hearing from folks about their plans to build houses on this beautiful piece of land. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I know when I first started out, I noticed that um, just in terms of the uh, like. Uh, uh, you know how how identified I was or centered I was that it, it kind of felt like conditioning was buzzing around me like a, a fly one of those kind of places where there's uh, I can't quite quite get up from under it and yet I'm still aware that you know conditioning is kind of buzzing around every now and then it, it pops in a little bigger and I'll it'll draw the attention and I'll disidentify and then it's kind of off to the side a little bit you can hear it kind of kind of buzzing in my ear a little bit. So like that. So it, so I could tell right from the very beginning as I started off that uh, uh, for me that place is one of uh, just an awareness that I'll be prone to conversation starting um, and uh, kind of sticky conversations. Mm-hmm. So that fly experience is the clue for you that you'll be prone to conversation starting and to sticky conversations. Exactly. Yeah. And so when uh, after I ran on, it was it was it was uh, a challenge for me to be enthusiastic about what they were up to in the brief conversation we had. And and uh, and then they were asking some kind of questions like uh, they want to know who I was and, and uh, how often I hiked there and things like that. And and so after we parted ways, then, you know, I just all of that, uh, 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 all of the condition reactions from that, which would be. Uh, you know the self-righteousness. I could feel the uh, the ways that the conversations that would be uh, okay. This this is why I'm right, and then it would just switch over to the other side. And this is why they're wrong, um, and uh, uh, kind of in that direction. I it really got a sense of like uh, experiencing. <laughs> uh, it seemed to be something like uh, you know all of the ten thousand years of Western civilization kind of right, flying in front of my eyes in, the, in those, those, those few moments. Mm. An experience of the 10,000 years of civilization flying through your eyes in those few moments, seeing that dualistic conversation moving from the, the self-righteousness to how they're wrong and aware of it all. Yeah, exactly so, and aware of it all. And then with that, just uh, kind of getting some as I'm watching all of that, just getting some sense of how conditioning views disidentification. And so uh, because I would find that uh, a conversation would start up and uh, and I'd get engaged with it, right? There'd still be some awareness of it, but I could, and, and it would feel like there'd be an awareness that, uh, well, you know, this feels exactly like it did uh, 20 years ago. 30, however, right, it feels exactly the same. And there is a, a kind of a built-in belief that with practice that 
it shouldn't do that. It shouldn't feel the same. And yet, you know, I'm having that experience where um, there's there's uh, kind of an undertone of self-hate in it, right? Again, it shouldn't be having this experience uh, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds like a <clears throat> kind of fun, disidentified experience in itself, right? To see, as you describe it, how conditioning views disidentification, right? Yeah. So, you're in that experience and aware of everything that's activated and also aware of the message of it shouldn't feel like this and that self-hate that goes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just hasn't changed in 30 years. And there's a, mm. it's like there's that awareness and then there's another part of conditioning is getting alarmed about it, right? And so there's this kind of growing cacophony of there is it's all aiding and abetting that sense that there's something wrong and of course it's my fault and <laughs> right all of the usual things um yeah yeah yes so that sense of it, it it shouldn't still be like this after 30 years and then that sense of alarm that gets triggered um and and that that's something wrong yeah yeah and then uh with that there was uh <clears throat> um it seems like, and I haven't quite, um, uh, I'm not 100% sure about this, but uh, but this did drop in that, uh, or at least this experience was there, that uh, as the conversation was going, then I, uh, as I became aware of it, I could just, just look to see, uh, you know, what's happening in awareness other than this conversation. And then... At some point, the awareness would expand, and the conversation. And you know, I, I really don't even know what happened to the conversation, right? It just kind of fades out, and uh, it's gone. And then it comes back. Uh, you know, maybe and it might know this might be like a fairly short period of time, like ten or fifteen seconds later, it's kind of back. And then the way conditioning frames it is, well, if, if that happens, then what what just happened was not a true disidentification, right? If you disidentify it needs to have a longer half-life than that, right? Why bother if it doesn't have a longer half-life than that? Mm-hmm. So again, all of that awareness of conditioning's opinions and views on disidentification, that, so there's that experience of awareness expanding, the conversation fades, it disappears, and then 10 or 15 seconds later, it comes back and you're aware of those messages of, well, what, like, kind of that isn't true disidentification and what's the point if it's going to come back in 10 or 15 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of those shenanigans and then, you know, I can continue to check in with awareness and go, you know, I don't think that's true. Um, I think that's the practice at this point is to not let the attention, not let the, the conversation have that beginning edge. Uh, so that it can start up again, or if it does, then there's no, it, it's no big deal, right? I, I don't know how I would say it. It would be like uh, um, that all of the things that unwound the conversation or that redirected the attention and the conversation died out, all of those things uh, work in every location. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good way to say it, but something like... Uh, um, yeah, there isn't anything conditioning does that can't be undone by those things, no matter how real it seems. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No matter how real it seems, there isn't anything that conditioning can spin up that can't be undone by those same processes of expanding the awareness. 
that right, redirecting mm-hmm. attention and redirecting yeah, in that attention. way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then just kind of continuing to work that way uh, with it over the course of the walk. I think before too much longer, then you know life had a chance to respond, and it, it came in with something like. Uh, um, uh, well, I guess there's the whole rest of the world to explore. Right? Anyway, making this projection that at some point there'll be houses there and that walk will no longer be available. And uh, a little grieving that's going on with that. And then life kind of framing it in that way of, yeah, there's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's kind of a big world out there and it's, it's beckoning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big world out there and it's beckoning, that sense of grieving for that piece of land and also the projection that it will be built on. And then life offering, well, there's a really big world out there to explore. Yep, exactly okay. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds All right, thank you. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. Rebecca. Yeah, thank you. Jen. Rebecca. Jen Actually. and then Rebecca. And I heard somebody after Rebecca. It's Ashwini. Ashwini. Jen, Rebecca, Ashwini. Yeah, actually, mine was pretty quick. And I just that I was really um, relating my own experience with that last conversation, that piece of, um, well, this should feel different. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't feel the same. And I was looking at realizing as I was recording about something, well, no, it doesn't feel different because it's, it's conditioned mind. And conditioned mind is conditioned mind. And it doesn't feel different. And the huge piece that came out of that was that I've been listening a lot to my recordings on shuffle lately. And as I do that, you know, we talk sometimes about when you read a book, uh, you know, like a practice book, Um, you know, maybe pick up one of Sherry's books, there's nothing wrong with you. And then you read it five years later and then five years after that. And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've been having that experience with my own recordings where I'm listening on shuffle to recordings that, you know, Jen made years and years and years ago. And I have this experience of having the experience that she's talking about <laughs> as, and, and a sense that, wow, I really, I, I recorded that at the time, but I don't think... I feel like right now in this moment, listening to it years later, I'm having a much deeper experience of what was being pointed at in the recording. Mm -hmm. So it's like the summary is the ego is ego, so it always feels the same. And here, presence is always presence. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it feels the same. But our experience of those two things becomes you know, kind of which is which feels like it is the thing that becomes more and more clear. Uh So the difference in those experiences between attention on ego and attention here becomes deeper and clearer. And as you said, there's that really helpful realization that, well, of course, conditioned mind feels the same because it is the same, right? That's its deal. It's a program. It's conditioned. And you're having that experience listening to your recordings on shuffle of, picking up a book like there is nothing wrong with you after an interval of five years 
and and experiencing the deepening of your experience as you listen to Jen talk about her experience in those recordings. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. It's just back to your simplicity as the joyous and practical guide. <laughs> we just our our experience of the simplicity of it feels like it just deepens and deepens. So anyway, I'm appreciating the conversation. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, so I'll be really brief, too, because it was just piggybacking on those other two, last two conversations. So what I was seeing about that ego is always ego bit is that the it, it, I was having this sort of John Nash moment where I, I realized the depth of the identification with the ego that sounds the same as it sounded for 30 years is like, oh, but that it is this um, sense of it's my best friend. It, I, we have all the same inside jokes. We love to both talk about spirituality. We love the same things. It's my best friend, <laughs> you know. And so it's, that's, that's how I can get lured into the thinking process without recognizing it because it feels like such me. Uh-huh. Let me see if I'm tracking, Rebecca. So it sounds like a way that you're recognizing that depth of identification is that ego feels like a best friend. So it's been the same for these 30 years, and so there's a familiarity to it. It knows all of the inside jokes. It knows what you think. It knows. So it feels like, and, and so that's the kind of lure into thinking, that sense of this is a best friend. Is that it? Yeah, and the power and the and the, the the thing about that is, and the power of practice is that practice delivers information, just like in in the movie with John Nash, that this is not real, and the stakes are as high as leaving your baby unattended in the bathtub as was done in the movie. Whereas you could lose something very very precious here if you don't realize that this, that that is not reality. And so just what was pointed at, the difference between the ego conversation that can feel so utterly like me, love it, love being part of it, don't want to give it up, enjoy the whatever, and what is actually real. And making that, as the article points out, that effort that goes beyond the doing for the year-long exercise to just consistently make that that you know internal say, effort to drop drop the one for the other uh-huh making the internal effort to drop the one for the other so as we say in practice ego is our most intimate relationship right so you have that sense of oh i love this i love being in this conversation i enjoy it it feels like this best friend, and practice offers the information that that's not real, and the stakes are very, very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Ashwini. I'll make this quick. A couple of things. One, just uh, ha- just having the same experience uh, as several people on the call, right, that noticing that the mind will be the mind, because it simply is, and it will wander. It's that lovely instruction that Sherry gives us for meditation orientation, 
that when the attention wanders, and it will, <laughs> right, there's just a factuality of suffering. There's a factuality of what the mind will do and the factuality of the attention on the mind wandering and then that redirection to bring it back to here. It, the acceptance of that is such a wonderful way of not letting self-hate participate in one's life. So that was one observation. Mm-hmm. May I reflect that before the yes. next one? Um, <laughs> yes. so the, the realization that uh, acceptance that the mind will wander, like in that lovely instruction Sherry gives in an orientation to meditation of, you know, uh, when the mind wanders, as it will, um, takes out any self-hate. There's a factuality that attention, uh, that the mind wanders and attention goes to it. Yeah, there is that, that, that the thing that several people were pointing to is that the quality of the mind is the mind, right? It, yes. We look at it as comparison and condi- conditional and all of these attributes of egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate just remain that, as you said, because it's a program. And one of, that, one of them that I was looking at is how the focus is on negativity and negation and denial uh, as a quality of the mind. Mm-hmm. And so um, here's this experience where uh, there's extreme indignation, for example, that there's, uh, someone's conditioning is making them negative or uh, not inclusive, right? And so there's that indignation of, wait a second, you know, life is so inclusive, why, are, why is that person not being that way? And recognizing that if I'm in the same process of exclusion, that is being judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, recognizing that you're in the same process of exclusion that's being judged. So why can't this person be inclusive in that there's an exclusion? Yes, and so mm-hmm. realizing that the process of negation, just because it's positively stated, inclusion is important, that person is being exclusive still is in the process of exclusion. And that's what is so hard to catch on to, right? Because the framing of it is so positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, 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 yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I, I, it's like almost catching on to the process beyond the content of the process, right? So even though the, framing, the framing is positive, well, life is so inclusive, why can't this person be inclusive? There's a negation, and you recognize that as one of the qualities of the mind. That, that's right. And to know that that's where I am. I'm, not, I'm still conditioned because it's judgmental, it's negative, it's, it's, it's espousing inclusion even though it's also exclusive. And that brings me back to what was earlier talked about, that there is no ability to resolve the mind, resolve conditioning within conditioning. So the only option is to lose interest in it. I can't go there and say, well, I need to be more inclusive or uh, they need to be less exclusive or any of those things because losing interest, non-reacting, not going to a reactive process, uh, getting out of conditioned mind is the only place of inclusion. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's always inclusion versus exclusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Getting out of conditioned mind is the only 
in, the only way to inclusion, the only possibility for inclusion, because otherwise, in conditioned mind, it's always going to be inclusion versus exclusion, which is a process of excluding. Yeah, yeah and one last thing before we go, and that place of having to drop it, having mm -hmm. not to engage, is such an ego blow, right? It feels like a deflation of energy. It feels like I'm losing something. I'm not getting something that I want. Uh, I, I, and yet to train ourselves to uh, be all right with that because it's the exit out of this. The, the feeling of exiting conditioned mind by letting go also has a quality that is designed to bring us in. Oh, I feel sorry for this person, or I so want it, or there's a sense of longing or a sense of loss or whatever it is so that I re-engage with it, right? It's compelling. But to be able to sit in that place and realize that what I'm really doing is exiting the system, which is where I want to live, uh, is, it, is another training place. Yes, another training place. It, it sounds like all of the pulls back in as we're exiting, right? So yeah. all of those, those experiences of the blow to ego, no, I want this, I do, or I want this, I'm going to miss out on something, to recognize those as the system attempting to pull attention back into itself. And as you said, the mind can't be resolved from the, within the mind. The only way out is out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lots more, but later. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. And thank you all.